episode two of Unapologetic. I'm Nick. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a topic that, frankly, is relevant to every part of our existence as people, our, our culture, our politics, um, just all the decisions we make, and that is um, human dignity. Uh, what is its source, where does it come from, and why does it matter? Uh, so let's dive right into it. Uh, Webster Dictionary defines dignity as the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. Um, so you've probably heard this um, if you've ever had a conversation with a, a naturalistic atheist or uh, just people that don't believe in a creator. Uh, they believe um, humans are chemical machines um, that we uh, act on impulse, right? We receive uh, signals into our bodies from the outside world and our, chemi- our chemical makeup acts in a certain way that best benefits us, right? From this worldview, everything is about survival, right? Our main purpose of existence, like every other animal on the planet, is to survive and to pass on our genes, right? And what this does is this eliminates free will. If our only purpose is to survive and pass on our genes, and we are chemical machines that just respond to stimuli, and the best way to do that then we have no free will. We are not choosing what we do. It's our chemical makeup that's choosing what we do. And the only good in this worldview that a person is to you, that any other individual is to you, is what they can provide you. Is either that they help you survive or they help you reproduce. Another common um, thing that's said is humans came up with uh, concepts of morality and dignity, right? That um, they help our our culture and our society uh, function, and run, but beyond that, obviously, they have no value. They're just constructs, social constructs um, that help us to survive as a species, right? So these are two uh, common things that are said. So on the question of free will, uh, if we are chemical machines responding to stimuli in the way that's most beneficial to ourselves, then Ultimately, we don't choose anything. Rather, our chemical makeup chooses everything for us, and we have no free will. So, one cannot say we are chemical machines, and in the same breath say we have free will. It's it's not possible. If we're chemical machines, we cannot have free will, right? I wouldn't be uh, having the free will to even uh, say this right now. You know, in this in this idea, nobody can technically be wrong or right. Nobody can be held accountable for their actions. Um, because free will is non-existent, right? It, um, it's just our, our response, our natural response, right? And how can, if there's no free will, how can we condemn somebody who kills another person, right? Um, you know, murder, or people like Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, uh, Mao Zedong, Mussolini, you know, these people that did these horrible things, um, how can we condemn them, right? They were acting in their benefit, and that's their chemical makeup. Who are we to say that their chemical makeup is less right than our chemical makeup if nobody has free will? Um, on the question of purpose, if our only and ultimate goal and reason for our existence is to reproduce and pass on our genetic information, love is meaningless in any capacity. It's just um, assigning worth to another person because they benefit you, whether through reproduction or survival. It's not 
um, anything genuine or transcendent. It is merely um, a false emotion to help promote your survival. And if we only act in our best interest to survive and reproduce, how can one explain a soldier or a police officer or a firefighter laying down their life for a total stranger? And under this view that our only purpose is to survive, then this self-sacrifice would be mental illness, you know? It's not, it's, it's meaningless. It cheapens that sacrifice because all that is, under this view, is mental illness. That firefighter had mental illness because he went and sacrificed his life for someone rather than working in his own best interest. Or how come couples that can't have kids stay together? You know, they're um, not fulfilling their ultimate purpose, which is to pass on their genes. And if they can't have kids, they're still staying together. And it doesn't make sense. And both of them, again, would have a mental illness. Like, it wouldn't, it'd be outside of their only purpose, right? And because since there's no free will in this, then it's not like they're choosing this. It's that they, their chemical makeup would be incorrect. Out of one side of their mouth, many um, will say, homosexuality is not a mental illness, right? A lot of people say, oh, it's a choice, they can choose that. But then out of the other side of their mouth, they have this worldview, right? And they say that everything we do is to pass on our genetic information. And you can't do that that way, right? And so it's, again, it's one of those things where if people don't have free will and our only goal is to pass on our genes, then, again, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up, right? Um... And a lot of these people would be, um, you know, with this naturalistic worldview, I'm sure are a lot of feminists. And if our sole purpose, right, is to have offspring, women have no value outside of rearing children, right? They wouldn't, um, that'd be their only value is that they can bear children. And that's the only thing, not um, who they are as a person, you know, their career, many things like that. Um, children would be their only purpose, and um, many feminists would deny that, and a lot of a lot of people would deny that, you know. Um, and abortion, in this worldview, would be the ultimate denial of purpose, and a form of mental illness. Right? You're killing your own offspring. And if our only purpose is to have offspring, there's no. I don't think there's any greater thing under this worldview that could be considered mental illness than this. What is the value of life in this worldview? Where is the value um, of people? Where does it come from, right? The short answer is, under this worldview, life has no value. It has none. Uh, long answer, uh, from this worldview, everything was created through a series of random processes, and we won't even get into the immense improbability, if even the possibility of that, but... Everyone and everything are, are random and why does, might as well have not ever existed. And no one or nothing would care, right? Um, 9-11, World War II, the Holocaust, communist regimes, the massive amount of death and suffering through human history is seen universal, universally as evil. But how, again, how can we condemn the people that did this, right? That did these evil things if it's just our chemical makeup, right? And the lives that they took, millions and millions of lives, um, you know, uh, it's meaningless. It doesn't have value, right? We're making up that these are tragedies because ultimately we are no more valuable than the dirt on the ground. 
uh, in the book, the restaurant at the end of the universe is made to the movie um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, the first line is um, meant to be funny, and it's the story so far. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. Um, now, I, I see that that was, that was written to be funny, but I can't help um, but think. If all of this is random chance and ultimately meaningless... Wouldn't we all have been better off having never existed? Is existence worth the pain, suffering, and heartbreak? Was the creation of the universe, whether by a creator or natural happenings, a bad move? Are we no more valuable than the dust of the earth? Or were we created with meaning and purpose? And is there someone who created us with intentionality and gives us meaning? Genesis 2-7 says this, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. I love this verse because of, on the surface it doesn't appear profound, right? It's just talking about the creation of man, but this verse speaks volumes to exactly what we're talking about in our dignity. We are valuable because God made us, and he made us personally and in his image. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we are made in the likeness of God. Our soul, spirit, personality are like that of God, and that is something that nothing else in creation has. I, I love the imagery, right? Um... Earlier, I said, are we no, worth no more than the dust of the earth? But this shows right here, right, in Genesis, we ultimately, without God, we are the dust of the earth. That is what we are worth. But God breathed life into us. The Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, right? Without God breathing the breath of life into our lives, we are not worth no more than the dust. But, since God created us, and in His image, we are infinitely worth more. So, being created in God's image, we have a value. All humans, no matter your age, gender, race, born or unborn, your belief system, it doesn't matter. You are valuable because you were created by God, by His hands, and in His image. And no one can take that value away from you. Our founding fathers knew this when in the Declaration of Independence uh, they wrote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Even though during this time uh, slavery existed, and uh, there wasn't equal rights among genders. I believe that the founding fathers um, knew. They knew these things. You know, they knew slavery was wrong. There's a reason why it's never explicitly mentioned in the Constitution, and there's a reason why it was set in motion in the Constitution to ultimately get rid of it. But you know, we're not going to talk about this today. The the Constitution would have never been ratified had they tried to eliminate slavery in it, because they wouldn't have been able to get get enough states on board. And the United States would have never been created um, to fight, really, in the revolution. But that's not what matters. The Founding Fathers knew, right? 
and they understood human dignity. And that's what our nation is founded on. It's it's founded on the principles that all men are created equal, right? Um, and later, slavery was abolished. Uh, they were given equal rights to women. Um, and it's created, based on these principles, the most free and just society in human history. These these rights, right? We have a Bill of Rights. And these rights are completely founded in in God. And it's the foundation of our democracy and our, our nation. Without God's dignity, these rights, this freedom, this value placed on human beings is valueless. It's it's worthless, right? The founders were just a bunch of crazy old coots um, that didn't want to be ruled by a British guy. But instead these ideals that the founders put into our government do matter. God created us in his likeness with his hands. The mighty creator of the universe created us to be like him. There's nothing more, there's no way to be assigned more value than to be created like the ultimate powerful creator of the universe. So to summarize, um, we are created in the image of God. That is what gives us value. God created us with his hands in his image. The idea of random existence means that we'd be worthless and it cheapens love, death, and sacrifice. If everything is random processes and no one ultimately cares, nothing ultimately means anything. Under that worldview, no human can be held accountable for their actions because they don't have free will. Um, under this naturalistic worldview, free will does not exist. And justice is a foreign concept. This worldview elevates selfishness and sex as the two most meaningful things and claims that we are creatures of habit and survival. It, it claims it's okay to be selfish, and the most important thing that you can do is do anything that you need to to survive and reproduce. But human beings do have value. We have a purpose, and we await a day when all will be made right. Second Corinthians 4, 16-18 says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, so we can fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thanks so much for listening to Unapologetic. If you want to hear more, you can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.